What's up, everybody? Welcome to Log On Games Weekly for April 17th. This episode, we're going to talk about some news that came out about the release of the PlayStation 5, uh, Gamescom going digital, and we're going to talk some Nintendo. I had a big hardware update for Nintendo Switch, and maybe some nuggets of stuff in there that may mean something more a little later on. So we're going to talk about all that in this episode. With me today, as usual, I have XUser8X. Uh, you can follow him on all the social medias that on that tag. Uh, Matthew Fleming. Yo 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 yo. How's it hanging? Pretty good, pretty good. Actually, it's been it's been interesting. Quarantine life for a lot of people is is like, what do I do with all this time on my hands? And just because of the nature of my job, I have had significantly less time on my hands. And so it's you know it's life. The one time in my life, people say, "Hey, stay home and play video games," and I can't. Well, there's still time for that. Well, all the video games are also getting pushed back, so that helps. That's true. But uh, also with me today, we have you can follow him over on Twitter's, Instagrams, wherever. J Monty G Man, also known as Jason Montgomery. How's it going? Pew 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 pew. I like how's, that. How's quarantine? How's quarantine life? You know, you? it's uh, similar to Matt. It's just crazy busy for me. Actually, I'm working from home, but I'm working longer hours than I was when I was in an office. <laughs> that seems to be the thing that I've learned from people is either, uh, like, their jobs either like you're barely working or you're working way more than you than you normally did. There's like no in between. Yeah, it seems like. Like my wife works on events, so she's working, but it's more so just like rescheduling, and so she's working significantly less. But then there's people like y'all that are just like, we don't have time anymore. There's no time. There's no time. Yeah, I, just I will say this: play Animal Crossing. Where's my time for that? That's what's up. <laughs> uh, I will say this just as a little fun thing that happened today. So, me and Emily have not had to uh, go through the struggle of trying to find toilet paper yet. Um, We had, like, a big bag of it before, like, all the quarantine stuff started. So when it started, I was like, well, we're fine. You know, we got this whole bag of it. And that was, like, a little over a month ago. Um, We were on our last roll today. And I was like, well, we're going to have to borrow some some from somebody or I don't know. So I was like, let's go to Walmart and get some stuff, and we'll just look while we're there. So we literally went to Walmart to pick up, like, stuff to make s'mores with. And while we were there, I, we just looked down the aisle, and there's, like, five little things of toilet paper left. And I was like, huh. It's like eight rolls, which is all we need for, like, two of us to take uh, unlimited poops. Um, so I was like, this is – I know that there's people out there that have been, like, going store to store to store trying to find toilet paper. And we're just like, oh, we have one roll left. Let's just go to Walmart, pick some up real quick. <laughs> just go there. Just happen to have like five things left. Just for you? Pick one up, take it back. On our way back, we see a big old thing of disinfectant wipes. I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I should go buy a lottery ticket. 
And it What's happening is people don't have any more room to put the stuff that they're buying, and so they're like, "Well, I guess." That's what I told Emily. Can't buy more things. <laughs> I, like, I think people just have like stacks of toilet paper now, so they're like, "Yeah, I guess I don't need it." It was so funny though, because like there was other people in the aisle, but no one was like grabbing it. We we're all just kind of staring at each other, like a little bit in shock that it's like five o'clock in the afternoon. There's still toilet paper on. The don't place. make eye contact. Like, do just we grab do it? We go. Gra- do we grab it? Is this for sale? Haven't seen this in the wild in quite a while. I don't know what they do. They slowly grabbed it and was like, let's go. Before they before they find us. But yeah. Uh again, this is Log On Games Weekly. Uh the podcast that has all the news and hot topics from the gaming world that you need to know about. New episodes upload every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, so much more, basically wherever you listen to your podcast at. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you could do us a favor, rate us five stars. That gives us, uh, that makes makes us get seen by more people on the charts, and it's a big help for us. If not, you can just share the link with your friends. If there's something you want us to talk about on the show or you have a comment or a concern, you can follow us at Logon Games on basically all the socials. Uh, so just search at Logon Games on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Send us a message, a comment, anything like that. We can talk about it on the show. Um, This coming Tuesday, April the 21st, we are going to be streaming with Marty. Uh, You may or may not know Marty, depending on if this is the first time you've listened. But Marty is one of our co-hosts here, also a professional wrestler. And we are going to be streaming Apex with him and kind of talking about uh, the podcast a little bit, maybe some new shows coming up, stuff like that. That's going to happen 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, so calculate depending on where you live. Um, that'll be this Tuesday, April 21st, and we're we're pro gamers, obviously. obviously. So, I mean, if you want to see us wipe the floor with some people. And there you go. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, going on to the weekly news here, um, pretty scarce on news uh this week some big some bigger stuff but not a lot of stuff going around uh so start out with some small stuff playstation is doing a what they call whatever it was playstation play at home stay at home play games thing uh so they're giving away basically two free games for everyone doesn't matter if you're a ps plus member or not so you can get Journey, and you can get the Uncharted Collection for free right now. So if you're a PlayStation player uh, and you have yet to play any of those games, you can. And if you have yet to play any of the Uncharted games, you're missing out. I don't know what you've been waiting on. But uh, Also, PS Plus Game of the Month is Uncharted 4. So there's all, there's all four right there for you. Just go for it. So all you have to do is just be a PlayStation Plus member. You can literally play all the Uncharted games for like... $9. In my personal humble opinion, yeah. that is the best game series of all time. Mm. That's, a, that's a big opinion. Knack right would mm-hmm. have an argument. Sure. Those, those, <laughs> those three people that like Knack and Knack 2 are like, what? <laughs> Bull! Yeah, well, yeah, so, I don't believe so that those two people this, listen to us. That's just my opinion. <laughs> we'll find out. At Logon Games, if you're a Knack fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all the Uncharted's is in is in your home, ready to play. Um, 
some more news that came out this week. Gamescom, which I believe canceled and then rescheduled, and now this is like their second time canceling, I think. Could be wrong on that. Uh, but they've canceled their on-site event and are shifting plan to do an all-digital event. Um, in an official statement, let me look at this tweet real quick and I'll read it. From Gamescom. Uh, that basically, they say that they're they, uh, working on Gamescom 2020 for months. However, they had to cancel it, blah, blah, blah. Um, we, however, already working at full speed on a digital Gamescom. It is, after all, the world's biggest event, event for games, and that's what it should be again this year. Uh, you can already look forward to how we will celebrate the best games and Gamescom together. With you and millions of gamers worldwide at the end of August, uh, even if it will only be digital and not on location this time. Because one thing is certain, this year too, Gamescom is and will remain the heart of gaming. So this is taking place uh, August 24th, I believe is what it was. Um, the conference was scheduled, I think, normally uh, the 25th through the 29th. But I'm looking at Jeff Keighley's tweet, and he says, uh, the physical games come, blah, blah, blah. But it says, uh, opening night live will now be an all-digital show streaming live Monday, August 24th. So maybe that's his thing beforehand. I'm not sure. Um, but this, I think, is somewhat good news. Because I think, you know, with E3 saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do our E3 all-digital. And then they're like, never mind. We're postponing until next year. Um, I mean, you have outlets like IGN that are still going to try and do some stuff at the beginning of June and are working with people. And I'm sure a lot of publishers will still announce their stuff sometime in June. But uh, with everything being pushed back, uh, I think Gamescom, an all-digital Gamescom event, there's going to be, a, should be a lot of announcements for this. Um, what do you all think on this, Matthew? Um... Sure. I mean, I'm glad that they're still doing something. Um, I think it's better than canceling altogether, my opinion. And I also my opinion, I think that we're this is probably the the last cancellation that we're gonna see video game conference type wise. Like there shouldn't be any more my opinion, I don't think we'll have any more movement on that kind of stuff. There may still be some games and stuff that are gonna get delayed and or that kind of thing. But I don't think you're going to see any more of this. This is the last one. So, um, I don't know. I think it's good that they're doing something. I'd be interested to see how the all digital thing, how the response is to that. I mean, I, I imagine it'll be very well received. There's nothing else you can do right now. So, um, yeah, people are going to watch it. You would think. Yeah. I think Jason, this is, I think it's going to be huge this. for them. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> they're taking some shots already saying that, you know, it's the world's biggest event for games. Taking some shots at E3 there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also with their timing, specifically this year, you have two consoles that are probably going to launch within 90 days of this event. So, you know, this is probably going to be the last big uh, competitive marketing push where you see both companies at the same time trying to um, show all their cards before release. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. You know, I think... I think Sony and Microsoft will probably do their own events one off in June um, just to go ahead and get the marketing machine really going and actually showing off some games. 
but I could see them like waiting for this uh, for Gamescom for like price uh, announcements and release date announcements and stuff. Cause you know, the PlayStation three and PlayStation four both came out in the same week in November in 2006 and 2013. Um, and looking at that same week, if they did it this year, that'd be like November 20th. So that's like right within three months of when this is taking place. So I think, I think it's going to be a huge digital event. I would concur with that. Um, and this can kind of lead us into, uh, we kind of had two ish main topics, uh, for today's show. Um, one that came out very recently, uh, last, I mean, really hit at midnight last night, but um, I'm going to read some of this stuff from Bloomberg's post. However, uh, if you want like a more condensed version, no GameSpot and IGN. Some outlets like that have a more condensed thing where it gives you the highlights. But basically, um, some things coming out about Sony's plans being limited to PS5 uh, this year, whether it's uh, price-wise or... There's, limiting the consoles that they're going to be able to make this year or games being pushed back or whatever. Um, I think this kind of goes into the Gamescom situation a little bit as well because with everything getting pushed back uh, initially, like if you, if you, I mean, this is a, a hefty article if you want to read about it. Um, you can just kind of Google Sony's plans or PlayStation 5, Bloomberg, and it'll pop up. But um, with everything getting pushed back, Gamescom kind of fits that E3 mold a little bit now. Because uh, you, would, you would assume around June, I mean, Play, PlayStation already said that they're not going to be at E3 this year a while ago. Um, but normally, that's where all the games get announced, and then so Sony would either, you know, announce their stuff before, maybe a little bit before, maybe a little bit after, but all around kind of June is when everything more than likely was going to be announced. And now this is, with everything getting pushed back, Gamescom going to be at the end of August now. I think this is a perfect opportunity for whether you're a publisher or Sony or Microsoft to either show off games that you have announced that are coming out, uh, or maybe Sony waits until Gamescom to kind of do their big blowout because with everything with the coronavirus, you know, kind of having some issues with everything, but um, let's get into this PlayStation news here. So there's a lot to unpack in this article, uh, but basically, well, let's kind of go from the top to bottom here and get your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, the company has told assembly partners it would make five to six million units of the PS5 in the fiscal year ending March 2021, according to other people involved with the machine supply chain. Uh, when Sony released PS4 in November 2013, it sold 7.5 million units its first two quarters. So this to me, I mean, it isn't, I mean, five to 7.5 would, would be, but five to six million seems... Uh, normal to me given their circumstances so this isn't a much of a surprising thing uh, to me personally um, it's going to be more in a high demand just based off everything that's been going on I know they say we're still planning on doing the launch and, and also this is 5 to 6 million units shipped not to like the US but like worldwide so 
you're going to have a lot of these going to Japan, you're going to have a lot of these, you know, going to Europe and America. So, um, does that, in reality, surprise either of you? And then also, we'll talk about uh, the price tag, as it says, the PS5's loftier price tag may also deter initial take-up. Uh, game developers who've been creating titles for the next-gen PlayStation anticipate it to be in the region of 499 to 549 um, And Sony has struggled with its price-setting decision for the PS5 because of scarce components, um, Bloomberg News has reported. So we've kind of talked about this on past podcasts as well. Uh, but 499 I feel like, is kind of where the majority of people think both consoles are going to land anyway. So, um, you know, obviously, I think I think at the beginning of this year, they were like, we'd like to have it down to be able to sell it at, you know, 350 or 450 or 399 or 450 or something like that. But I think everybody kind of knew that both of these consoles are going to be around 499 once the specs came out. Um, so that's not that much of a shock to me, but just initial thoughts. We'll start with you, Jason, on uh, this, this PlayStation news on uh, these parts being scarce, which makes sense, uh, and them only making maybe five to six million units, which whatever they ship at the beginning is what they're going to sell. So they sold 7.5 million PS4s in the, in the first two quarters of the PS4's life cycle. So, and that was, I mean, 7.5 million sold and more than likely 7.5 million shipped. Yeah. Uh, or close to that. So, uh, initial thoughts on that. I mean, I think they have two problems. Um, one is going to be a problem, you know, to everyone, to them and Microsoft, and that's getting supply of the parts right now. Because, like, a bunch of factories mm-hmm. are shut down, and that's not a unique problem to Sony. I think if they're having this problem, then Microsoft is having it also. Um, and there's really not much you can do. Um, you know, I think they'll still still launch in this fall. I don't think they'll delay it because there's so much marketing and so much work involved to getting a console out. I don't think they, they would make that call. Um, but the other half, the pricing one is interesting um, because, you know, six months ago, everyone was like, all right, economy's doing great. We have money to spend, you know, release a $500, $600 console. Um, now releasing a $500 console seems, you know, a lot when unemployment's like shooting up and stuff right now. Um, so I think they're probably a little, little uh, scared there. Um, one thing I saw online, which, you know, I could almost see this happening for the next generation um, is that they might do something like a, a cell phone model where why do you pay for it at once instead pay for it over the course of a year or two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and like a install or a tier payment. And then just require that payment to have um, PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live bundled with it. Um, You know, I could see them announcing payment plans for consoles, which is insane to say, but I could see that becoming the future of buying consoles. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure, I can try and look this up. Pretty sure Xbox already does this to a right extent. Um, it's been a while since I looked this up, but yes, yeah, so Xbox launches monthly payment console bundle. This is October twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. Um, but I'll do a little bit more deep dive on this here while y'all talk. But I'm pretty sure Xbox already does something similar. I don't think they promote it, 
you know, super hardcore. Maybe they are going to when the Series X comes out and stuff like that. But I think you're very right in, in this being a thing that could be a very real possibility where it's just you do your monthly payments on your console. Yeah. Because, I mean... Just because of the world we live in now. And you replace your console way less than even, like, your cell phone. You know, you're going to... You can buy a console and keep it for seven, eight, ten years. Um so, I mean, it really comes down to, you know, if they do that, how well they market it. But I can see them doing that route, which, you know, would fix the economic side of things a little bit. But so getting supplies is going to be tricky for probably that first, I don't know, however long this takes, probably six months. But like I said, that yeah. can be unique. Okay, so them. I am here on Xbox.com. It's called Xbox All Access. Um, you can get an Xbox One from 19.99 a month for 24 months. So I would assume that's the base model Xbox. And then it goes up from there. Um, and then even even at the bottom, it says upgrade to the next Xbox console. console. Enjoy the option to upgrade to the next Xbox console, Xbox Series X, after the equivalent of 18 payments. Get the Xbox Series X with all new blah, 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 when you join the program. Um, so it, it literally is like, Oh, kind wow. of like the Apple iPhone model where it's just like uh, where I guess like we're on T-Mobile and it's, it's the same thing. Once you've made a certain amount of payments, you can then trade in your phone to get the newest phone. Yeah. So that's kind of what it is now. It's like even if, even if you're already doing the all access thing, once you make 18 payments, you can trade in that Xbox to get the Series X. I had forgot so. completely about this, but yeah, I'm on the page now and I'm surprised they're already talking about the Series X. So that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised about the Series X thing. I didn't know that was going to be a thing. But yes, nineteen ninety month for the all digital uh, Xbox One X or One S, twenty two ninety nine for twenty four months uh, for the regular One S, and then twenty four ninety nine for twenty four months for the Xbox One X. And yeah, after eighteen months, you get the console upgrade option. That's crazy. I wonder if I wonder if they plan on promoting this like harder when they do their big blowout kind of thing. I bet they do, especially right now. Because I mean, you have to get it with Game Pass with this, which is, you know, that's it's a pretty cool deal actually. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. Twenty-four months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate yeah, included. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, if. It, 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 what would be really crazy is if I still plan on Xbox going first with all this, doing their big blowout. Um, if they if they kind of bump this service thing really hard, considering people's financial situations, and kind of force Sony to decide whether they're going to do that or not. But well, I've been I've been quiet for a minute just because I have a. I, I think we'll talk about what I'm going to say. I just don't. To me, reading that article does not. There's some things in there that don't click to me. Uh, one, it was a, the biggest one being, if they are going to make a limited number of consoles, I don't think they're going to do that and charge five hundred dollars for it. I think it's either going to if they're doing a limited number and capping, we're only going to be able to do X number of consoles, whatever seventy five hundred or million, whatever seven point five million is that what it was. Uh, whatever that is, if they're going to cap that, to me that means they're selling it cheaper because they're taking a loss on it and they know the way that technology moves right now, just two or three months is is enough to bring the price of some of their components down. And 
maybe not, you know, significantly, but when you're making, you know, 7 million consoles, you know, a 30 cents saving on each console can make you some money back. Um, but whatever. It, to me, that just didn't click. I think that if they are making a limited number, then that to me means they're selling it at 400 bucks and probably not too much more than that. And we've talked about the price before that we think it'll be between four and, and uh, four and 500. I'm, I'm leaning more and more towards that PlayStation will sell theirs for 400. I'd be shocked. I, I don't think, well, because I think the Xbox is going to come out and they're announced 500 and there's no way PlayStation is going to come out and say, yeah, that's fine. We'll do that too. And it, there's just no way. I'm thinking 400 is they're going to take a loss on the console, and that's fine. That's what they've done, and it's worked. I don't see why that would be something that would scare them now. Well, a lot of this is unknown sure, for the PlayStation for sure. side. Like, even uh, Microsoft has been very, very much this year, and I mean, from the end of last year. Um, and being very transparent with Xbox fans and just the video game community in general and saying, you know, what they're making. Like, they showed off the Series X at the Game Awards. Uh, you know, and he came out, Phil Spencer came out and talked about it a little bit. They announced the game. A couple months later, they gave some more information. A couple months later, he gave some more information. I mean, even recently, he did, like, a whole interview on IGN about a whole bunch of this stuff, even talking about competitors and stuff like that. PlayStation really hadn't done any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. That could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. Sure. So that's, they could come out and surprise us. Or I think, I think the distinction of them, you know, being behind on this, it's only because they've been quiet. I think so too. Uh-huh. I think completely. Because uh, as we've said all along, it's, it's my, I, I really just think that what they're doing is, is that they're waiting until Xbox says something and then they're going to be like, no, this is how we share games. <laughs> you know what I mean? And try to do what they did last time. I think it comes down to something and, that's that simple. And a lot of this, a lot of this stuff I believe is true because it lines up with stuff that's been going on for months. I mean, before the coronavirus took over, <clears throat> everybody already knew that they're vying a lot of these are vying for the same parts and a lot of the same parts that they're using smartphones are using so like all this technology all they're all using the same parts so that's there was going to be scarce anyway mm-hmm. um and then we had the whole issue with uh that rumor coming out with that sony for the ps5 is doing something different with their fans to cool everything since the ps4 pro sounds like a jet engine now um and so they're like, yeah, we're, we're doing something with our fans. And uh, apparently it's more expensive than they thought. There's a rumor. And then there's rumors that they may not be able to, to get it and all that kind of stuff. So, and this was all before coronavirus. So none of that kind of stuff surprises me. And I don't think any of that is coronavirus related. I think this five to six million units might be the same thing uh, that Xbox is going to have to do because they're all fighting to get as many of these parts as they can get. And that, that may just be the, you know, how the cookie crumbles in that situation. I mean, they also, um, you know, if you remember like on the original Wii, the scarcity kind of helped the uh, mystique of it. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I know, worked you... at GameStop during that time. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you know it well. Um, oh, I, too well. 
I happened. I, I I was fortunate enough to get one on launch day, but I remember like friends were looking for them for a couple months. Um, it was like well into the spring and summer of next oh, yeah. year before some people were getting them. Absolutely, it's crazy, man. So I mean that you know it might in the long run work out for them if like they keep hearing about this really great console and how loading times are gone and all these great things, um, you know, while their friends are still on PS4 or Xbox One, you know. It, it might have that effect where in the long term, you know, two years down the road, it's great. But in the short term, it probably won't look too hot. Yeah. Um, the biggest problem, which, which like I said, I think Xbox is probably having these problems too, but it's a little bit, if you're an Xbox fan, you're a little bit, I think, more confident only because Phil Spencer is like, come out and said a bunch of stuff like, yeah, we're still on track, blah, blah, blah. You, like, you've heard from the man himself, you know, yeah. which we haven't heard from PlayStation. Um, but, yeah, at the end of this article, the thing that is challenging that they may both be dealing with is that they can't have a lot of these meetings that they need to have. Um, so Sony has asked employees to work from home to mitigate the spread of the virus, and its board has been unable to meet to approve business plans for the, fisc- for the current fiscal year including those for uh, the PlayStation unit. Uh, That was supposed to take place in March or whatever. Uh, Sony said the last month that it plans to release results uh, for the year ended, that ended in March on April 30th, but may be forced to push that back due to the the pandemic. And then it goes to talk about how, you know, they showed off the PlayStation 5 controller because devs were getting in, they didn't want it to leak, that kind of stuff, not necessarily because they wanted to show us the controller. But... So it's just like little things like that. We're not, we're not like we're hearing from Bloomberg. We're hearing from Wired. We're hearing from IGN. We're hearing from all these places. Whereas with Xbox, they're hearing from Phil Spencer. So that's all I say. A lot of this stuff could be good. A lot of this stuff could be bad. But we won't know until we actually hear from PlayStation what their plans on this is. So yeah, I mean, there's, we'll see. And then again, Phil Spencer from Xbox was asked, you know, if what the price, if they have any flexibility with the price of the Xbox. Like, if PlayStation were to come out and be cheaper, does he have flexibility with that? And he's basically straight up said, we have a price that we want to hit, but I have the board on my side, so if we, we need to make changes like we can. So we've already heard this stuff from Xbox. We haven't heard anything from PlayStation, which is why I think some fans are freaking out. But yeah, I mean, Xbox's transparency is kind of their strength right now. You know, they are they are acting like Sony did in 2013 and saying all the right things. So, you know, it, it, is Sony just holding their cards close to themselves because they have a big blowout? Or, you know, are they are they really scrambling? And I, I mean, we really won't know until yeah. possibly even Gamescom. Yeah, like it seems like they're scrambling only because we're hearing from Twitter on what Sony's doing, we're not hearing from Sony. Yeah. So it seems like they don't have their, their ducks in a row a little bit. So it's a little cause for concern, but again, they could do a, an online event tomorrow and just like set the record straight and everybody would be fine with it. Um, but time will tell. And this goes piggybacking off of this um, to kind of go over to the Nintendo side of things. Uh, a company whose consoles may be scarce right now, but a lot of them are already sold. So their Switch is already out in the wild. Um, so the question that I have for this 
for this podcast here, is will Nintendo outshine the PS5 and the Series X this holiday season? Uh, with Series X and PS5 maybe being scarce for components, having games pushed back, uh, so, so the launch window games may not be there. Uh, all this kind of stuff could happen. Maybe it will happen. We don't know. One thing we do know is that the Nintendo Switch is out. Animal Crossing is setting the world on fire. And this past week, Nintendo Switch had a pretty significant update um, that I didn't see coming. And that kind of, they added a bunch of stuff that we've wanted for a long time. Um, but it is real now. So, to start with this, um, I'm going to kind of go down the list here. They added an option to transfer software data between system memory and SD cards. Finally, thank God. Uh, added an option to remap controller buttons, which is big for a lot of people. So, if you want the A button to do what the left trigger is doing, you can now do that. Uh, for the Joy-Cons, for the Pro Controller, all that. And you can save up to five configurations and kind of switch them throughout however you kind of want to do that. So, different games, you know, you want different buttons for, you can now, you can now just do that. And then, I need to grab my switch here to see what the, exactly what they call it. But basically, there's, a now, a, there's now a tab in your friends section uh, for, like, game invites. Like, it, it'll, it'll show you who's invited you to a game or whatever. And uh, I have not tested this out. I have not seen anything. I've only, when I did the update and I was looking around, I was like, oh, my gosh, Switch finally decided in the year 2020, or Nintendo finally decided in the year 2020, to have a tab where you can send a game invite now. Um, and I can just accept it. And then I can play the game with you. It's, a, it's an amazing thing that Nintendo just came up with. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, that made me think of, of maybe why they're adding these things now. Like why, when we've been asking for so long, why now are they like, you know, let's put the game invites in. Let's put the controller mapping in. It's all that kind of stuff. And it's possible that just later this year they have you know, big-time games coming out, maybe maybe even a big-time multiplayer game, whether it's the Mario Kart that we all want or maybe it's ARMS 2 or whatever, where these things are going to matter. Like, it's going to matter now. Say they came out with a new Splatoon game or a new Mario Kart game that actually has online functionality that works pretty well. Um, now they can just go on Splatoon or something like that. Oh, Jason Montgomery's on. I'm going to send him an invite or whatever. And then it just pops on your Switch. So-and-so invited you to play this game. And then you can just click on it and go. Um, that's, that's kind of what I took out of this the most, um, is, is what all these things are going to mean this holiday season. Like, what games do they have planned for this holiday season? Not only to kind of compete and be viable with these new consoles coming out, but maybe because the new consoles may struggle out the gate, they can kind of take over the holiday season, possibly. Uh, Matthew, I know you didn't uh, know a lot of stuff about this update. Well, now you do. So initial thoughts on all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think the one that I did see and the one that, I mean, I read about it quickly, uh, but the one that, that hit me... I just finally being able to transfer stuff from the SD card to the system back and forth is that's so helpful. I don't know why that hasn't been a yes. thing. I have no idea why that hasn't been a thing, but uh, yeah, that's a good one. And I don't know. I, 
it's just to me it's coming at a time where Nintendo is killing it. Um Animal Crossing was such a larger success than probably even they thought it was going to be. Um so much so that it's like it's the game of the game of quarantine basically. Yeah. And um it's just killing it and um I don't know. I can see game invites being a very uh Mario Kart heavy idea. That 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 could be a possibility. Um I mean, just think how well it would work now with everybody on Animal Crossing shooting out dodo codes across the world every two seconds to just be able to invite someone to your island and then just like click on the invite and be able to get there. That's right. Fantastic. So I don't have to go to Twitter to uh, uh, get dodo codes to sell my turnips. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Gotcha. I mean, you can uh, still do that. I, I know. I know. Um, I don't have to text everybody and be like, my gates are open. I know, right? You just. But also, just thinking about what games this would make a difference on and stuff. You talked about Splatoon. I to me, the game that came to mind, other than Mario Kart, was uh, Metroid. Uh, because I think that a a Metroid game, Metroid Prime, whatever the next game will be called, or just come out with the 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 trio of games while you're still making the other one or whatever, um, an online mode that makes perfect sense to me. And I can see that being a thing. Yep. I wouldn't. That wouldn't shock me at all. And uh, I wonder. I wonder. And even for third-party games like Overwatch is already on the Switch. So when Overwatch Two comes out, the multiplayer, as they've already stated, the multiplayer is going to be the same whether you have the OG Overwatch or Overwatch Two. Like they're going to make updates and there'll be patches and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Overwatch Two is mainly for like all the PVE content they're planning on making or whatever and like that. Right. And like crazy up-res 4K graphics and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it, everything multiplayer-wise is supposed to be the same across all boards, so that means the Switch too. So even third-party games like that where I can just send you a, a invite to play Overwatch on the Switch. Oh, yeah. It's just it's shocking that it's taken this long to do stuff like that, but it, to just like come out of the blue this week and actually finally have all these... Little things that Nintendo fans have been asking for for a while is good. And so, the system is still just selling like yeah. crazy without all that stuff. Yep. And for a whole lot more like on eBay right now. Yeah, that's they're, true. They're finding being hard to get. But uh, Jason, your thoughts on the update and what it, it could mean for Nintendo peeps? Yeah, I'm. I'm not entirely sure. It's like for a specific game. I just feel like they're just catching up on features with the other, the other systems. Finally. Um, like I, I did the update the morning it came out and then I was immediately trying to rebind my controls for animal crossing. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, I'd love to, uh, um, have the tool wheel accessible with the right analog stick. Um, but you can't, you can't map uh, directions on the analog stick to act like buttons and you can't act, uh, make buttons act like directions on the analog stick. Um, so I wasn't able to do it exactly like I wanted to. Um, so it, mm-hmm. it's, it's all right. Um, I think the other consoles still have a better implementation. Like uh, I have a switch light and that's what I mainly play on. So I have a D pad and the switch light came out the same day as links awakening, but links awakening does not support the D pad for movement. Um, which is like, 
the biggest oversight in the world. Like you have to use the analog stick. You can't use the D pad. It does nothing. So immediately I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to remap it. Cause I want to play Link's Awakening again. And I want to use the D pad, but I don't think that's possible. So it's like, you can change face buttons to any other buttons and you can change the shoulder buttons, but the analog sticks are kind of, you know, you can make left, right, or you can make right, left, but you can't, um, you know, make up on the analog stick equal to the X button, for instance. Um, you can change the clicks on the analog sticks to be other buttons, but not the directions of them. Um, so it's a good update. It's a solid update. The ability to move data between the internal storage and the SD card is amazing. Um, yes. Just because now I'm at the point where I'm, I've basically got a 200 gig card filled up and I'm like on the fence of if I want to buy like a 256 or a 400 or what next. Um, so it's like, it's nice to know that I can kind of, you know, mix and match to get exactly like the most optimal storage for my stuff. Um, so it's a solid update, but you know, I don't think it's, it's changing the game for the switch. Yeah. Um, have you tried, I'm wondering if the, if the invite, uh, the invitations little tab, if that's for future games or is, is this, there's any games that do that now? I'm honestly not. So I haven't tested sure. that out at all. I saw that there's, they also added the ability to hide your like online activity from certain people and show like, oh, yeah. like I can see how many hours you've played Animal Crossing. Um, you can hide that from people that aren't registered as best friends now. I'm going to hide everything from you. Got you. <laughs> you don't know. No one will know how long I've how much time I've spent playing Animal Crossing. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if there's any games that do that right now either. Um, that's what I was curious on. Um, in general, like when I first saw that tab, if there's a game, like I know, uh, what's that game that just came out? It's basically like Call of Duty that you just put on the Switch. Warface. Warface. I wonder if if like that game does it, or uh, like Killer Queen or anything like that, or maybe people will start updating their games to use it. Oh, uh, Killer Queen's so good. We need to play more of that. Should should play more of that. Um. Jason, what are your thoughts on yeah games like if this is all future proofing for games later this year? Maybe they're going more multiplayer minded later this year, or especially for a game like it would like it would make sense whether it's Metroid or Mario Kart or Arms or anything like that, a fighting game or a racing game or whatever or a shooter. Yeah, to be able to have all your button maps on there, so they're like, yeah, we'll do our button maps, we'll get our invites in there because we're gonna have some multiplayer type games coming out. I think Splatoon makes the most sense, but I don't imagine that would happen because I think Splatoon is made by the same team that made Animal Crossing, if I'm correct. So I don't think there'd be time for another game. Um, Possible you, know, you get the squid jokes when you catch squid in Animal Crossing. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, besides that, you know, a Mario Kart slash Nintendo Kart type game would make sense. Uh, maybe another Mario Party. Maybe they'll actually put some effort into like a, a crazy multiplayer Mario Party, um, but other than that, I don't see any series that they could bring back or, or have a sequel to that's just like crazy heavy multiplayer focused. Yeah, where is our big Mario Party update? That's where I'm wondering. I was, I was like, oh, they only came out with like four or five, however many maps there were on Mario Party, because they can just keep adding maps now that 
we live in the Nintendo Switch world. They haven't done any of that. So that's disappointing. But but I digress. Um, yeah, any final thoughts on anything we've talked about from you guys in this whole episode? Is is a pretty slow week overall for like definitive news. A lot of this is just speculation mm-hmm. right now. The world is playing yeah. Animal Crossing, and that's just is what it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we we live in Animal Crossing. We we live in Tom Nook's world now. We, it's true. We, we owe him everything, and we're happy I, about it. I owe him like two million bells right now. <laughs> you get a. I, I'll give you two million bells. Uh, for two hundred real, real dollars. Uh, I think I'm good. Just give me one more turnip selling, and I'm good. <laughs> one more round of turnip selling. That's true. All right, guys, that's going to about do it for this podcast again. This Tuesday, April twenty first, we are going to be streaming Apex Legends from three to five p.m. Eastern time with Marty the Moth Martinez over on his Twitch stream channel. Which let me. Make sure I'm getting his Twitch stream. I should have said that at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm a dope. I'm pretty sure it's twitch.tv backslash Marty the Moth Casals, which is C-A-S-A-U-S. That's how you spell Casals. So twitch.tv backslash Marty the Moth Casals. Go ahead and go over there and subscribe to him or follow him. Get notifications when he streams because we will be on it talking uh, video games, talking anything you guys want to talk about in the comments, and being pro gamers. That's this Tuesday, April 21st, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, new podcast, new Log On Games Weekly every Friday. If you're listening to this on Apple, again, rating us five stars helps us a lot, or you can share us with your friends. Follow us at Log On Games if there is something you want us to talk about on the podcast, or if you have an opinion on anything we said, you can tweet at us, send us a message, whatever it is. Uh, but again, thank you all for listening. We will see you all. Oh, let's break it.